Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So let's begin today's podcast with a shout out. A congratulations is in order for one Cameron Brait and his lovely bride, Brooke Skelly, got married sometime recently. My invitation got lost in the mail. What about you, Steve? Did you get one? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm going to retire because of that. I didn't get an invite. (laughs) Are you? Well, if I don't know if he was invited, um, I so I posted some pictures, uh, both of uh, Cam and his lovely wife Brooke, and also there's this one photo that Brooke sent me of of the dudes, right, of the crew, if you will, uh, the Buccaneer crew, and it includes people like Jason Light and the, the tight ends coach and stuff like that, mostly players. Now, it's one of those things where you look at the photo and it's like, okay, how many can I identify? Because these aren't just current Bucks players. There's some past players, too. And some that are very recognizable, like how about Fitzmagic standing next to Cam Brady? Yeah, he's standing one. right next to him. Yeah, looking sharp in his, uh, in his tan suit. And then next to him is Blaine Gabbard, of course. And next to him is Ryan Griffin. So we have kind of the quarterback thing going there. Which Should we start the rumor, Fitzmagic, to the Bucks? Back. He's closer to Cam Brady in this photo than – than Blaine Gabbard is? Does he's, that mean anything? He's back? Fitz could Magic? Be, could be. Could be. I mean, he's right there. He's right there in the photo. I mean, I think, well, he, now he's the second old, old, oldest quarterback in the NFL. He was, when Brady announced his retirement, he, he was, was the, the oldest. oldest. for 40 days. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Damn you, Tom Brady. Damn you. Uh, it's interesting that Fitz Magic, and I know he's, he has that hip thing, you know, which is fairly serious, but it's interesting that he has not been... Uh, not been scooped up yet. I would think that would happen at some point. This photo is really interesting because you have, first of all, you have Jason Light right there in the, in the middle, representing, I guess, the front office. Uh, a lot of receivers, guys that you know. Cam's been there going on ten years, which is hard to believe. Um, Mike Evans, of course, mm-hmm. Chris Godwin mm-hmm. is part of that. Above Cam's shoulder, above his uh, right shoulder, that's Adam Humphreys, his former roommate. Uh, the group used to be, it was Adam Humphreys, Cam, and Ryan Griffin. Those three guys roomed together. Can you imagine what the weekends were like? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Had to be crazy, bachelor padding. And then Cam moved out and ruined it and got you know got a house, and then, he, then he, now, he's, of course, he's married. You see Gronk? Looks like he's about 12 feet tall in this photo. <laughs> Standing on some bricks. Yep. Um, I see Tanner Hudson. Yeah, Levante David's there. Vontae David is here. Chris Godwin is here, we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think Anthony Nelson might be in this photo somewhere. But where's TB12? Hmm. This is, is that one of those where you go not pictured? See, now I know why he retired. Why he Tom retired? He didn't get an invite to the wedding. He's upset. Mm. Well, we know who's not getting the ball this year. <laughs> uh Cam, maybe he sent. Maybe they sent a nice wedding gift. I hope. I hope. I hope. <laughs> I really do. 
Um, Maybe some Brady apparel or. Yeah, Brady. You see, Bo Allen looks like Wired Earp. He's got like the little Texas bolo mm-hmm. on. Next to next to Ali Marpet, who I think has already lost about fifty pounds. <laughs> He's wearing a suit that I swear to you is three sizes too big already. Good for him. I had to look twice. I like, where's Ali Marpet? Somebody goes, Ali Marpet's looking good. I go, Where is he? It's like, whoa, he is looking good. Ali's going to be one of those guys, like so many offensive linemen. This is what he talked about with a healthy mm-hmm. lifestyle. Like, I got to get out of here. Um, I'm checking out. I'm 28. You know, I've had enough. Um, he's going to be that. He's going to be that offensive lineman that loses 70 pounds in his first year, mm-hmm. first six months. Yep. Be- because he had to eat. So those guys had to, in, you know, ingest so many calories a day. Uh, you hear the t- stories that just. And look, I like to eat, but not like this. You hear the stories of the milkshakes before dinner, before uh, they go to bed. You hear, you know, uh, uh, all the protein then and the meat and the, you know, just constantly eating to try to keep your weight up above 300 pounds because the Lord only made so many, you know, naturally 300-pound men, and the rest of them are just lying about it. And so they have to eat and eat and eat. And Allie's going to be one of those guys that's going to look like a normal human being in about maybe three weeks. Um but you can even tell in this picture, like it's fallen off him. And I don't know when this was taken, because I'm not sure the exact date of the wedding, although it was fairly recent. Um, but Brooke Skelly sent this to me, his uh, his lovely bride, and she said, "Here's the crew," uh, and it's it's Buccaneers, man, past and present. Pretty cool photo. I I I couldn't identify all of them, which is to my demise. But well, we see um, them with helmets most of the time. So well, yeah. But I mean, I should know. Like for example, over. Jason's light shoulder. You can go on Twitter at NFL Stroud and take a look at this photo if you want. Over Jason Light's shoulder, I started looking at this guy and go, is that Tim Tebow? And I thought, oh, no, it's Kyle Trask. <laughs> Apparently, if you quarterback Florida long enough, you start to actually look like Tim Tebow. Like, th- this is a thing. Um, but I swear to you, I look at it twice and I go, it's Tim Tebow. No, oh, Kyle, okay. Kyle's uh, girlfriend did, did the, the photography, I think, for the wedding and, and took this, this picture as well. But uh, it's fascinating. Um, there's one, two, three. There's there's four quarterbacks in this photo, past and present. So tight ends aren't stupid. They invite the quarterbacks. That's <laughs> how you get the ball, man. Tanner Hudson's in this photo next to Jason Light. The now 49er Tanner Hudson, I believe. Um yeah, so really cool picture, and, and congratulations to them. That's they're a great couple, and know them both very well. Of course, Brooke used to work for the Bucks, and um, uh, wish them well. They've been engaged, I think, for uh, maybe a year or two. And Cam redid his contract again, and he's uh, looks like he's going to be here for two more years. Of course, you know, in the NFL, it's year to year, but looks like he'll be here two years. And I think Tom Brady had something to do with it, uh, as did the big news: the signing couple signings actually uh on wednesday and and let's start with and i wasn't sure this would happen leonard fournette playoff lenny who is now paid off lenny he had just been the previous night i guess it would have been what tuesday night he was in new england visiting the patriots and you know lenny had made some noise on instagram about a week ago and saying that look i i think i'm a top five running back I think I produce, you know, that that sort of thing. Um, and statistically, he's coming off one of his best years of his career in terms of total yardage. Now, he missed 
what, the last three games and one playoff game um, because of a hamstring injury, or he would have, you know, obviously gone over 1,000 yards rushing. Um, but but together he had like almost 1,300 total yards and a whole bunch of touchdowns. And so, you know, he had said he, he thinks he's a top five running back. Well, top five running backs are making anywhere from 14 on down to 12-something. I never thought that the Bucks were going to pay him that. And, in fact, they didn't. But going to New England, you know, the great thing about free agency is that you could have a big disagreement about what you think your worth is, but the NFL will set the bar for you. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll set your, what, your, what your baseline is. And I'm sure he probably talked parameters with New England. Um, but really it was – I guess it would have been Tuesday night. I don't even know if he had left New England yet. It would have been Tuesday night when the Bucks reached an agreement with him on a three-year deal that's going to give him $21 million and with a chance to make as much as $24 million. So about $7 million a year, which is really more than he made the last two years combined. I think he was two and a half and maybe three and a half in the last last two years. He did a series of one-year prove-it deals. So now he gets kind of a long-term commitment from the Bucks, And the Bucks have the running back to go along with Keyshawn Vaughn. And, you know, I, I got to believe because I – talk to people over there. I to me it wasn't a slam dunk that Fournette came back. Mostly because of price, but also you know, look he wasn't the most consistent guy um the whole time he was here. And he was kind of up and down. So I think the injury was a problem. Of course his first year he was an attitude until Ronald got hurt and he took over and became playoff Lenny. But he's back, and he's somebody that Brady can rely on, can trust, uh, will catch passes. More importantly, will protect him in, in pass protection. So a big signing for them because if you kind of rank the free agents, you go through it with, you know, with Godwin, with Carlton Davis, um, you know, straight on through, of course, um, the center, uh, Ryan Jensen. Uh, Ryan Jensen. And, and then they picked up some guys as well, you know, Russell Gage and, and so forth. Trade for so, Shaq Mason. Yeah, Shaq Mason was a big trade when you lose Marpet, you know, to, to to retirement and things like that. I I like what they've done. They're not done yet, and in fact, on Wednesday night, they went ahead and did a one-year deal with William Golston, the defensive uh, defensive end, who is it, it's incredible to me that he's now entering his tenth season with the Bucks. If you'd have told me William Golston when he came out of Michigan State was going to play 10 years, I'd have told you you're crazy. Like the the guy was the ultimate tweener, right? Like he was he was this tall sort of basketball type body if you will. Too tall. And he he really didn't fit sort of like many schemes. If he did fit a scheme, I thought it was going to be edge rusher in a 4-3, right? But then they kept changing coaches and changing schemes. I remember one year he put on a ton of weight uh, so he could sit inside sort of at nose tackle. And then he was just too big to really be effective. And so he's kind of bounced around. He's been sort of a Swiss Army knife for him, play inside, play outside, you know, play three technique if you needed him to, all that stuff. But he's really, really found a home uh, as one of their outside down linemen in at 3-4 and has been really productive. He, I think he had a career-high sacks, so like four and a half sacks or something like that last year. Only 30 years old, right? which is a plus when you consider that Ndamukong Sue is, I think, damn near 35. Uh, so, you, you know, they, look, they want to get younger. I know this. They want to get younger at the interior defensive line positions, right? 
Um, for that matter, you could use some some more outside rushers as well. I mean, Shaq Barrett's not a spring chicken, but you do have Tr- Joe Tryon, Shawinka. I don't expect JPP to come back because they want Joe to play. But you do need to get younger next to Vita Vea. And, you know, you got Devin White at linebacker and Levante Davis up there in years. And then you get kind of a mixture, mostly young secondary. Carlton Davis got his new deal um, after, you know, about to become a free agent. I don't know. Like, we'll see what happens with Sue. My, my sense is that, you know, Indomitian's been a great player for them. He's never missed a game in his career. He also had six sacks last year. It was great. But my sense is that that's, that's one of those maybe you do after the draft. Like, he's told the Bucks he wants to play. But if they take a defensive tackle who's a really good player that could play as a rookie in the first round, I don't know that Sue comes back. You know? I don't know. It's nothing against the longevity of his career, his production. He's, he's done all that. But at 35, like, you have to turn the page at some point. And he's also not been working for free. He's been $8 $9 million a year. He says he does want to play, so he, he will, in fact, play. And maybe Brady gets him re-signed here. I don't know. But I thought it was interesting that Golston signed first. Now, he's less money, and it's just a one-year deal again. But that's sort of a tell to me. We'll, we'll see. Like, who's next? Okay, we know Gronk is going to come back. I th- I would think Blaine Gabbert will be back, although he's a free agent, and maybe he's a little hacked off that, you know, they went back to Brady, blah, blah, blah. He's not getting any younger. But I expect well, him. I mean, you expect him, but or do they think Kyle Trask is ready to be the backup? Well, I just don't. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, if, when if we he, talked, if he's the third string this year, you're not going to get yeah. any reps with the team. I mean, you, the the starters want to get all the reps anyway. Yeah, but he's going to be running scout teams in that. He's not going to be developing in your offense. He's not going to be doing all those drills. I mean, Look, all that's true. All that's true. The problem is you don't know what he can do. Mm-hmm. And, they, you know, they've had him in a redshirt year. He's changed his body. He looks okay in practice. He's done a lot of things, sat behind Brady, yada, yada. They, and, and if Brady does not unretire, which was entirely possible, right, shocked all of us, or at least me, if he doesn't unretire, I'm here to tell you, it's Blaine Gabbert, it's Kyle Trask, and some veteran. Teddy Bridgewater maybe who went to Miami, somebody like that. And they're going to battle it out with a fourth quarterback, probably Ryan Griffin. And they were going to give Kyle Trask a legit chance to win the job as a second-year player. They were. Now, I don't think he would have won it, but they were going to give him a shot. So they think a lot of Kyle Trask. Just to arbitrarily say, well, he's our number two. Well, you got to – I mean, he's got to go out and earn it, whether it's preseason, practice, something. But, you know, again, it's Tom Brady. If he has to miss a game, if he has to miss two – are you ready to go to a kid from University of Florida that's never even had a helmet on game day? He was inactive for 17 straight weeks and, and the playoffs. I don't know that they're that confident yet. I think they will, they'll get there, and maybe they get there in the preseason, but I think you're going to carry four quarterbacks in the camp, and mm-hmm. i got to believe one of them is going to be somebody who's actually started in this league. Whether they played well or not, I think it's going to – you know, somebody uh, – I think it was Dan Orlovsky, who's killing it, by the way, on ESPN, former – Lions and Bucks uh, backup quarterback, who I respect like crazy. Uh, he made it. He made a. Uh, he made sort of an interesting proposal. He said, "You know what? The Bucks should sign or trade for Baker Mayfield." And he thought, "What? Where did that come from?" That's like. And then he, I got to thinking about. It. I was like, 
That would be the worst. That would not be the worst idea I've ever heard. I don't know if Baker would go for it because obviously he wants to start. It feels like he's one of the 32 starters in this league, and we'll see. Apparently the interest is uh, both not there, mutually uh, not there for either Carolina or Baker Mayfield, so he's not going to Carolina. Seattle has been mentioned as a possibility. But what if he can't find a starting job in this league but might be a guy that you can work with and then comes back as a starter a year or so from now? I could I mean that would work in Tampa. You know, look Todd Munkin who was the Bucks offensive coordinator that went to Georgia was the coordinator one year up in Cleveland with Baker Mayfield. He loved him. Loved him. He said his teammates love him. You know, he's got this sort of swag about him and everybody's going to follow it. And he played hurt. He's, you know, but people are crushing Baker Mayfield. I'm thinking, okay. But, but here's the problem. And I, I know what you're saying. His contract's $18.8 million. That's a problem. <laughs> when you add <laughs> no to Tom doubt. Brady, now all of a sudden your quarterback is $45 million total. Yeah, that's, that is a definite problem. I don't know. Maybe he would do something with it. You know, maybe he would defer some money to, to the back end and take, you know, $9 million this year. Like, I, I don't know what you would – you'd have to obviously do some magic there because you're right. You're not going to budget $27 million for Brady and then another eighteen for his backup. Like, that makes no sense on a team that's trying to win it all. You could get Indomitian Sue and somebody else under that salary cap for that money. So it doesn't make sense financially. But if you think Brady's going to retire after this year and you wanted to hedge your bets against Kyle Trask, some team's going to get a good backup mm-hmm. that's not going to play this year, but then a year from now, maybe they'll be great, you know, if he goes to the right situation. I, I don't know. I don't I, – listen, I don't expect it to happen. I think Baker Mayfield's a lot better than other people think Baker Mayfield is. You know, I think he played hurt. Um, he had a bunch of schemes in a bunch of years that he was in Cleveland. I know the last two under Kevin Stefanski, but it, it's been a, rule, a roulette wheel there uh, for him. And uh, I'm not ready to give up on the guy yet. But, yeah, I, th- I mean, I, I think Kyle will get a chance to compete. I do think they'll probably re-sign Blaine at some point here. And you just, you know, it looks like, and I don't know that this, by the way, this I don't know if this is a good thing. It looks like they're getting the band back together again. I mean, the Rolling Stones played a long time, right? And nobody said they were too old. But there's some players now that, you know, they're getting up there, starting with your quarterback. But go, but even around him now, so you just wonder like these other teams are always going to continue to draft, get younger, get better, use free agency, and and the Bucks are kind of just you know the Stones are going to go out there and play a concert, you know. <laughs> I mean that's what it that's what it's well, going to be. I mean even so much that Tom Brady's throwing with Julian Edelman. <laughs> yeah, right. In the magic of television or whatever that thing is. Shadow Lion. That's that's the group. It's Shadow Lion that he uses for his social media. And I noticed that that was the same UCLA campus where he was uh, throwing the ball so accurately into the jugs gun that it was playing catch with him. Mm-hmm. But it really wasn't. <laughs> it what? was kind of CGI. I saw I know, it. It was on the internet. I know. It and had he to probably be couldn't throw the ball and hit the moon from the beach either. Just telling you. But I saw but, it on the internet. I mean, it has to be real. Abe Lincoln, I saw the meme. Abe Lincoln said, if it's on the internet, it's true. <laughs> well, it, I think it's hard to run three routes at the same time. He starts from your right, then he comes back to your left, then he comes in the middle. So, yeah, at, Jules is getting his running in for sure. It wouldn't be bad, and I, we said this, uh, I think, earlier this week, that 
would not be bad to see another receiver. Another receiver, we're going to do. I wouldn't mind to see a little guy. And I know, you know, one of the guys was in the wedding, Adam, Adam Humphreys. But then, you know, you've got guys like that on the roster, too, and you've got to figure out what to do with Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson and all that. Uh, but it wouldn't be the worst thing to get a Brady-esque sort of slot receiver if, if you could game plan it that way. Now, you know, B.A. wants to run those slot receivers into linebackers and defensive ends all day. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he gets his Ferraris beat up like a demolition derby sometimes. But um, Brady is very familiar with finding those little guys uh, in space and, and giving them the ball. So, I, I, there are, there's again, there's some coaches and some people over there who like to see that that sort of body type and quickness because – you know what you what you lost in Antonio Brown besides a guy that is you know certifiably uh, <laughs> unstable at times, at least he was against the Jets uh, for a brief moment. What what you lose is that quick twitch ability that they need uh, in the receiving cores because you know Mike Mike's a powerful, long striding guy. Uh, you know Moss you type you know hands and jump over you and stuff like that. Godwin is sort of a combat catcher in the middle of the field works in the middle of the field um breaks tackles makes makes contested catches all that uh but i think it would i think it would be nice to have sort of a shifty you know slot receiver uh that can work both sides of the field and and, and exploit matchups and things but i don't know that they're going to get it so we'll see but yeah man um so you got golston signed or is going to sign. He agreed to terms. One year deal. And I think I think Gronk's going to be here shortly. I, I you know, I think Gabbert's a possibility. I don't think they're going to do JPP and I'm not sure about Sue. Uh you know, they they've got a couple specialists that are still on the roster at this time. I guess they won't make changes with Ryan Suckup or Bradley Pinion, but one could be coming, I suppose, or maybe a restructure. So they they still got some work to do and they're looking at other players too around the league. So it's off to a, uh, you know, for one weekend to the negotiating period and almost one weekend today, as a matter of fact, for the freezing signing period, the Bucks have done a, a, a fairly credible job. And the band is back together with some additions like Russell Gage and others. And I think there'll be more. And in this division, the NFC South, where you have J-Dub, Jameis Winston, signed his deal. He's back in New Orleans. Sam Darnold for now still in Carolina. Uh, Atlanta has Marcus Mariota, and Matt Ryan was introduced as the Indianapolis Colts quarterback. And it was cute. His kids were so cute; they're all dressed in in blue and the shoes and the whole thing. Uh, he thanked Atlanta, classy as you would expect him to be. His uh, what fourteen, twelve, fourteen years there in Atlanta, and he said something that I thought was interesting. He said, you know what? I, I've watched. Brady, I've watched Matt Stafford come in and win Super Bowls their first year. He goes, and that excites me, you know. And I could be wrong. What do I know about football? What I know about the Atlanta Falcons, I've seen them twice a year for Matt Ryan's entire career. I think Matt Ryan is going to be an unbelievable fit in Indianapolis. I think he has played for teams that haven't had a good defense, that put him in bad field position. Mm-hmm. Um Outside of Julio Jones, when Jones and Ridley were going, they were great on offense. They haven't had a running game in a very, very long time. He gets Jonathan Taylor. He's been a guy that's you know got functional mobility, but not a scrambler. He's had a bad offensive line. This is a great offensive line. I think Matt Ryan is going to kill it. I do. And I think he's motivated. And you know what? 
change of scenery is good. I, I think mm-hmm. it was good for Tom Brady to get out of New England. You know, I think it was great for Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be good for Russell Wilson. I think a lot of these quarterbacks that have moved are going to have success. And I think Matt Ryan might have the most success of any of them, at least this year. Maybe. I mean, the hard part for Matt Ryan is he's going to the AFC. Yes, And the that's AFC true. is loaded, particularly with good quarterbacks. You know, I, I think you got a better shot to make the postseason in the NFC. But in but, their but division. Not in Atlanta. He wasn't going to in Atlanta with that team. So No, he wasn't going to have a shot. But in their division, okay, where you yeah. have Baltimore, which Lamar Jackson, okay. No, no, but, no, no, no. He's got, he's got Tennessee. Oh, that's right. I, Jacksonville I and Houston. Yeah, yeah, Tennessee, yeah. Jacksonville. Yeah, no, he's only Indy. competing with Tennessee. Exactly. Right. That's right. Wow, where did I get Baltimore? Yeah, so Tennessee is is the team they got to take down. Ryan Tannehill up and down. Um, I don't I don't think Ryan Tannehill is a better quarterback. They may have a better team, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, you're really competing with Tennessee for the division. Jacksonville is not ready. Nope, and Houston's not. Houston's the worst, maybe the worst team in the league again. So, so really, it's a two team race. Whereas, if you're in the AFC West, you get about four of them that could win it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, AFC but you're North, right. In terms of the AFC, now. I don't think Pittsburgh can win that division. AFC North, but Cincinnati, Baltimore, and Cleveland all could. Yeah, I think Cincinnati could. Well, Cincinnati absolutely could. I mean, Baltimore could too with Lamar, and now mm. Deshaun Watson's in Cleveland. We'll see how many games Watson plays in his first mm-hmm. year. If he wins it, that would shock me. Maybe not shock me; it would surprise. Well, me tell me how many games he's going to play. Four to six, he's going to miss. Okay, so you're going to play. You're going to play 11 13, to 13. 13 or 12. Okay. And and somebody's going to have to win you maybe one or two or three, you know, out of the yeah. ones you miss. And yeah, then, I mean, I don't think they win the division. I think it's Cincinnati or Baltimore. They're going to be a playoff team, yeah. But all the good quarterbacks are in the – I mean, most of the good quarterbacks in the NFC. Obviously, you got Rodgers, you got Brady, you know, Stafford, so on, Dak Prescott. One of those four, I think – we want to throw in Kyler Murray. That's fine. I'll listen. You know, mm-hmm. San Francisco. It, it would take a miracle, in my opinion. And they're still sitting there, you know, with Jimmy Garoppolo, and with his bad shoulder that he had surgery on. They might just hold on to that cat until the season starts, or maybe until the dra- trading deadline in October. Who knows? But they're not just going to let him go. Um, so yeah, it's pretty fast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's let's talk about uh, your Tampa Bay Lightning. Boy, this uh, this sort of you know, ten out of eleven games on the road is not going extremely well. They were in Carolina, who's really really good and played really really well. And again, the penalties got them not not the number. They didn't have seven. I think they had four. Mm-hmm. But on two of those, they resulted in Carolina goals. An off it was a too many men in the ice and an offside or a slashing penalty on Stammer. And they both ended up in the back of the net, and they le- they lose three to two. 
Yeah, it's a tough. I mean, first of all, Carolina's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, they're definite contender for the Stanley Cup. They're ahead of the Lightning in the standings. They were at home. Yep. Lightning played six game road trip in three different time zones, all out west, and then came home for one game and then go back on the road to go face Carolina and now Boston on Thursday. This is a really tough stretch for the Lightning, and they're not playing their best. I, I think Saturday night there was lots to like in that Ranger game besides the penalties they took. Yep. Uh, and, and even though they took a ton of penalties, the penalty kill was fantastic except for the last five seconds of the last one. Yeah. So a lot to like there. Some to like on Tuesday night. Uh, I think there was some to like in the first period. In the third, I think the second stunk. Um, it was good to see Nick Paul get a goal. That first was a nice start. Playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he's known as a guy that goes forecheck and puck retrieval on that. But to see him go up the ice, make a nice pass over, and then get the tip into the goal over Frederick Anderson was beautiful. Uh, I thought that was a fantastic play. Uh, but... You know, the Lightning, look, they're not playing their best right now. They're making some mental mistakes, a lot of the penalties. And they've got to figure out how to get past this and put together complete games. Now, the good thing is you've got, this was game 62. Yeah. So you've got 20 games left to figure it out. Gosh, that's a lot. Yeah, 20 games in a month and a week. Because the season ends April 29th. So, wow. you know what? Six weeks from Friday, I think. the Or is it five weeks from Friday it ends? Five weeks from Friday it'll end. So five and a half weeks. You've got to figure this out. Now, you know, the other part is you're, you're integrating some new pieces. You know, how does Hagel and, and, and Nick Paul fit in? Hagel's had one practice. Nick Paul has not had a practice with the team. You know, so there's, there's some things to figure out. They're a veteran team. We know they can play better than this, and they've shown it throughout the season, even the season, that they can play better than this. They just got to figure out how to find this game and, and find the consistency in their game. It's not that you know their game just stinks right now; it doesn't. They're just inconsistent at times. This was a this was a really tight checking game. I mean, Carolina's mm-hmm. a tight checking team. It, it had to feel sort of a, again of a, of a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of zone time, which I was disappointed in, especially early in the game. Um, well, they, 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 they kept to be, trying to go backwards against this team to, to maintain puck possession, and against that team, you can't do that. Yeah, exactly. You know that team's relentless on the forecheck. Yes. You know that's not a team you mess around in your own zone. You get it out and move forward. Yep, and if yep, you end yep. up turning it over and they come back, that's fine. Get mm-hmm. it out of your zone. You know, stop trying to go backwards in your zone. Yeah, you can't. Cooper, and Cooper even me. mentioned in the post game, you can't do that against that team. Mm-hmm. And and you know that's the mental part of the the game that they're just inconsistent right now. I, I think that's yeah. the best way to put it. You know, I'm not worried about the team at, at this point. You know, and because we've seen them, you know, last season going into the playoffs, they played horrible the last ten games. Mm-hmm. It didn't mean much, except for seeding. It's what it means now. I mean, by Thursday night, they might be in the wild card. They might be fourth in the division by Thursday. Wow. If Boston beats them and Toronto gets two points along the way, mm-hmm. but they're still twenty some points ahead of the next team, so they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, so they're going to be there. Yeah, it's just figuring out. Getting their game right so that come May second when the postseason starts, they're ready to go. Fair to say, 
that their conference, there are more teams capable of winning the cup and beating them in particular, but capable of winning it all this year than there's been in the last two years. True? You could make a case that all eight playoff teams have a legit shot to win it all. Right. In the East. The East is lo- the top eight are loaded. Loaded, right? And then there's a huge drop off to number nine through 16. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unlike the West, where you've got Colorado is the class of the West. Yeah. Calgary's really good. Mm-hmm. Minnesota's really good. And they added mm-hmm. Marc Andre Fleury. Saw that. Then you got other teams like St. Louis, Edmonton, who still can't figure out how to keep the puck out of their net. Got all the talent in the world to put the puck in the net. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you kind of wonder if they're just wasting away Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid, two of the maybe top five players in the league. Connor McDavid is probably the top player. Is Dreisaitl top five or top ten? I don't know. But, you know, the, the, yeah, the West is not nearly as competitive. I mean, whoever comes out of the East is going to earn it. Oh, yeah. There's not this, you know, oh, this this team, you know, that was an easy pushover. There's not in the East. The East is I mean, loaded. I don't, I don't know the not, I don't know how, you know, they're going to finish ultimately and so mm-hmm. this would probably never work, but like if you had to go through geez, I don't know. Uh you know, if you if you had to go through the Rangers, Carolina and Florida, you know? Well, if the, the playoffs started today, their first series is against Toronto. Okay, that's fair. Then they're going to, assuming they win, you're going to face the winner of Florida, Boston. Okay. So, okay, let's say it's Florida. That's a tough one. Even Boston would be tough. Let's say it's Florida. No, actually, it'd be Florida, Washington at this point. Okay. Because Florida moved ahead of Carolina. Okay. But yeah, and then the other divisions, Carolina, Pittsburgh, the Rangers. I mean, they're all they're all loaded. They're all good. I mean, they're all you whatever throw any of those teams at on a, on a dartboard, and if you hit one, you're going to have a tough series. I mean, the Lightning are now fifth in the East. And by wow. by Thursday, they could be seventh. Wow. In the East. Hang in there, boys. <laughs> Don't fall out. Well, but, I mean, even though they could be seventh, they're still 17 points ahead of yeah. the first team not making the playoffs. Yeah, too many, too many points ahead. With 20 games not- to go. And Columbus yeah. only has 18 to go to try to make up 17 points. I mean, Yeah, it's know. almost virtually impossible. Yeah, right? I mean, it's not going to happen. Right. But, yeah, the Lightning are right now fifth best and could be seventh best by Thursday night. Could be in the wild card slot. A little bit of a tail, but a little bit of a little bit of funk is what uh, it's going to. And you know what? They're just they're not scoring. And, and they had, mm-hmm. I'll say this: they had some really good chances, and there were some good saves in this game. They played the right way on five on five, and they and, mm-hmm. and they gave us up. They they hit a few posts. You know, like sometimes when they're not going in, man, they're just not going in. And then all of a sudden, you make one or two, and it's like, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had they had some really good looks. And for whatever reason, they didn't they didn't bury all their shots, and of course the penalties got them. So, but after this road trip, and granted, maybe you don't want this many home games in a row, but after this road trip, you're going to have 17 games left. Mm-hmm. Twelve of those at home. Yeah, that's nice, man. And you have three one game road trips. That's sweet. Go to Washington back the the night after. Go to Dallas back the night after. Go to yeah. Florida back the night after. And then You're you end, sleeping in your own bed, yeah, man. And then you end the season with a back-to-back in Columbus and New York, the Islanders. 
you know, I mean, all of a sudden the April schedule, I mean, it's a lot of games, but they're all at home. It matters so much. Mm-hmm. Just the wear and tear of travel, and, yep. and they're done with. They're dip. done with. You know, there's only one game left in the Central Time Zone. Nothing in the West. Yep. That's nice. They're not going to Canada at all, which adds also some, nice. you know, some complications with testing and everything else. So mm-hmm. things get easier schedule wise outside of you're playing every other day, which players kind of like. Right. Although you you end up with some back to backs. Actually, there's only. Well, they got a back to back this weekend, and they got two back to backs in April. So, not too bad back to back wise. No, I'm sorry, they got three in April. Missed one. But so I mean, you know, you know, last year they, you know, as they went in, they they lost those last two games to Florida. They looked pretty bad going into those that before those games, and they came out and won their first round series. Look, playoff hockey. Florida. Playoff hockey is just different, right? Mm-hmm. It's just different. Right? And mm-hmm. It's all. It's a hundred miles an hour. It's it's full go. It's a war of attrition. And these guys know how to navigate the postseason. And I also think that when you've been in one cup the way they have the last two years and been in the postseason so many years in a row, that these are the dog days. This is the grind to try to get mm-hmm. to the you know that proverbial light where you get to okay. There's ten games left. There's five games left. Now you can see it, right? Now you can see why you played all these games to position yourself to go in the postseason. When you get there, everybody's 0-0. It doesn't really really matter, um, but that's what you play for, right? And it's, mm-hmm. it's the second season that's about to begin. You kind of get a boost from that. And right now they're just a little too far. 20 games is a lot of games before you get to the postseason. They need this, this time to sort of hone in on what they should be doing, but um, it doesn't matter. Like none of this matters, you know, Florida can have the best year ever. Um, same with Carolina or Pittsburgh or, or, or the Rangers. It, it, what you've done, as we have found out, does not matter. It's what you do in the postseason. You know, Lord knows the Lightning had the, the best record in hockey, tied a, tied a record for the most points, and got swept by a Columbus team, and that's still uh, part of their 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 be. So. It's a second season, and these guys are built for that, and they've, they've got as much experience and played more games in the postseason the last two years than any team, obviously, not even close. So all that's in their favor, and I'm going to sit back and sort of let these new guys figure out their roles and, and let Cooper does what, what Cooper does. But um, it was an entertaining game, um, unfortunate, a couple bad bounces, and, of course, the two penalties, and they wind up losing 3-2. Uh, to two. But um, – but we'll see if they bounce back. We, we, we've got some mailbag questions. Should we hold those, Steve, you think? or Yeah, we can hold those. Uh, go ahead and get some more in for tomorrow. I know we've yeah. got uh, – I saw one at least come in on the Rays already. We've got several on the Bucks, of course. Good. Perfect. Uh, you still got time to do that. You can send mm-hmm. this to us uh, on Twitter, at NFL Stroud. You can send it to uh, at SportsDayTB. Mm-hmm. That's our – handle for our Twitter, or you can you can email it to me if you want, uh, rstroud at tampabay.com. So mailbag tomorrow, all questions answered 100% correctly. Money back guarantee as always. We'll be uh, checking out the Bucks free agency. You can check that on tampabay.com and the Tampa Bay Times. Probably more to do there with Jason Light and Mike Greenberg leading the way, trying to get Gronk and some others in. They're focused on their own free agents. So that's always uh, going to be interesting as well. So Keep it right here. We'll talk to you tomorrow. For Steve Burst, Nick Umberg, Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.